passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, away we go on a Wednesday podcast post-show. Boomer Geo gone out in what is up. I actually have some stories for you today, Jerry. Really? Yeah. This is just me complaining about my life. I have a couple of actual stories. I saw a story in the Wall Street Journal. Well, clearly you're not reading that. How did that come across your desk? I actually did read it based on what it was about because I wanted to see because the the article was about how, you know, how uh, it it was an article about marketing. And they were talking about the Bud Light situation. Yes. So first, a couple of things I didn't know about this. So... The Bud Light, people aren't there. There are people boycotting Bud Light because Bud Light did some sort of partnership with a trans activist. Right, which I was not aware of any of this until you brought it to my attention about a week and a half ago. So I had thought Dylan Mulvaney is uh, her name. And I thought that that they put her face on all of these cans. And they like when you went to go buy beer, there was. Dylan Mulvaney. And that was not the, the case. No, what they did is they sent her cans with her face on it. And then she did a social media post. You know, sometimes like yes. we'll get stuff with Boomer and Geo's face on it. Dunkin' or Donut dough with, yes. with our, our faces on it. Yes. yes. Perfect example, Jerry. Dunkin' Donuts donuts with our faces on yes. it. So I thought they'd put out the cans and that's the cans. Like if you wanted to buy yeah. Bud Light, that's what you But anyway, people were very against them trying to like hop on the trans, politicized things, politicize things bandwagon, so they stopped. So Bud Light was the number one selling beer in America. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. 
I would so, have thought Budweiser or Coors Light. Yeah, so they said Budweiser, that they overcame Budweiser a number of years ago. Wow. So, interestingly enough, so their sales year to year from from uh, May of last year to May of this year, they're down 24%. Okay. Okay. Which means they are no longer the number one selling beer in America. Got it. I was surprised at the new number one selling beer in America. All right. Can I guess this? Yes. The new number one, you're surprised by it. I was it. surprised by it. So that either means one of two things. That either means it's a as health conscious a beer as there is, which would be something like Michelob Ultra, which would shock me too if that was number one, or it would be something incredibly heavy like Guinness that's got a million calories in it. Mm-hmm. Or it could be Corona. Which one is it? Neither of those. None of those. It is Modelo really? Especial. How about that? I had no Modelo idea. Modelo is outstanding. I get Modelo in restaurants when they have it on tap. I love it. Yeah. But I don't buy it. Right. Like, I, I do the same thing. Like, if I see it at a restaurant, yes, it look it's unique to me because not a lot of places don't have it. So I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get that. I would like to challenge that. Yeah. I don't believe that. But what's weird, too, is I was looking at the percentage of the the beer sales like what percentage they have compared yeah. to other there's so many that are they are close like Modelo is number one and they have of all the beers purchased they're eight percent and that's the number one beer what, what's interesting about that though and maybe it's just a northeast thing I don't know like when I go to Florida I don't know why I I want I get Modelo all the time. When I've been in Texas with the Cowboys, we go. To, I've gone to with Matthew. I've go, we go to restaurants. I get that. I don't know if that's a Southern beer, and maybe those are the numbers in total. Yeah. But like when you go, I don't know if you ever go to a liquor store. But whenever I go to the liquor stores by me, it's pretty obvious. Like the first couple of doors are your Bud Bud Light products, then your Miller Light Miller products, then they start blending. Then you get to where Corona is mixed in with Modelo and some of these other types of beers. But there's like a few six-packs there where the yeah. other ones are stacked with cases. Correct. That's weird. I agree. It but is weird. again, could be in other parts of the country that it is a hot seller and maybe Coors Light is more popular up here and in Colorado. I don't know. And they say that the Bud Light situation, you know, they're hoping that by next year – People forget about it because it's already dead for this year because the, the biggest selling time for beer is Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. They said that's where if your beer does not do well Memorial Day to Labor Day, you're screwed for the year. Okay. And then they also went on this other situation about how there are a lot of people who are distributors. I guess you can you can have a business where you're a distributor. Okay, yeah. So, sure. like, you could have a business where you distribute Budweiser and Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And if you're just one of those families that that's your business, now you're screwed because something Bud Light did. Correct. You're not selling and distributing nearly as much. Right, because of something they did, not something you did, but your business is taking the hit, which we had talked about, like, with Subway and Jared. As much as it's your business, you're reliant on a lot of other yes. stuff happening. Yes, yeah. so or when Taco Bell many years ago had a situation with um, – uh, e. coli in the yeah. uh, the lettuce. Yeah. Why now you're you screwed. Yeah, 100%. Even though, because you're a franchisee. Yep. So Bud Light's out for this year for the, the big run of uh, Memorial Day to Labor People Day. People will but, forget. People yeah. forget everything. Right. I, I hate to say that, but yeah. I think that's true. And it's not like Bud Light killed someone. No, not at all.
Not at all. I'm sure by next year, it'll probably be in the. I would think in the past, but then yeah. again, who knows? I there are here's the problem that they would that they could have. There are so many choices that if you are one that is boycotting it and you get into a routine of buying something yep. else, it might be hard to come That's back. That's true. It might be. Right. It's just, it's just like if you were to go to the store and they didn't have uh, the beer you get, like they're just out of it because so many people are buying mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, I'll get this. Then you go, you know, this is pretty good. And then you start buying right. that. And then you get that from now on. I mean, I can tell you, and this is this is the podcast, so this isn't a shill thing for Casamigos by any stretch. I always bought Patron. Always. And then we started having the Casamigos. I haven't bought a bottle of Patron now in however long they've been. What, two years? Right. That's all I buy now. Right, because you had a reason to try something else. Yes, 100%. Which is, I guess, is why they, they when a new product comes out, they put things on sale or they... Yes, just to get you to try it. Yeah, just try it. Yep. And then we'll we'll get you, we'll hook you that way with our product. I remember, and I've told you this before, when I used to work in the liquor store, you would have the sales of... The um, a case of Bud and the cases of Coors Light, the cases would go on sale for nine ninety nine, and this is not the same thing, but it's similar. And I always remember asking my boss who owned the place, "Why would you stock? You know, stock up? I mean, we would buy five hundred cases for the sale." And I said, "But you're man, I would see the invoices. Like you're literally making twelve cents a case." Like if all 500 of these cases go, and they will, you're going to make $50. Like, what's the point? He goes, because they don't walk out with just the bud. He goes, there's always a reason to sell things for cheap. He goes, most people aren't going to come in, buy a case of bud, and walk out. And he was right. Most people would come in, they'd buy a case of the bud for 10 bucks, bottle of vodka, bottle of tequila, where you're making 30 40 50%. Bottle of wine, you're making 55%. A, a pack of cigarettes, which were still popular at the time, we were charging $3, paying a dollar. And, I mean, listen, there were always some people that would come in, get a couple of cases, and walk out. But for the most part, people were always picking up other things. They said that about the Costco rotisserie chicken. Yeah, they lose money on that, right? Yeah, because they just want you to... Yeah. You're gonna no grab... one walks out with just a chicken. Yeah, he can grab something else. Now, I have done that one time, and I felt weird. Where you ran in, just grabbed the yes. chicken? <laughs> because I was supposed to go to Dearborn for it. Yeah. And I remember the last time we had gotten the Costco chicken, it was just bigger. And one of Matthew's friends was over. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go run to Costco. And I did. And I ran in there. It's the only time out of the hundred times I've bought that chicken at Costco where I actually just bought the chicken and walked out with it. So Once. You, you got them that one time, Jerry. Time. Trust me. I was just there two days ago. They got me back many times over. Oh, they got you back. All right. Yeah, I think this was off the air. You were telling me a story about a father faking his own death. Yes. Did you see it yet? I did bring up the article. You did? Okay, because I don't know if I have enough free articles left here to read. Okay, this is a, a Belgian dad. A Belgian man pulled off... I'm reading this from the New York Post. Yep. Belgian man pulled off the prank of a lifetime when he faked his own death. Oh, and, hilarious. And showed up at his, at his own funeral by stepping off a helicopter instead of being carried out in a hearse. He's a TikToker, Jerry, so I guess this was a hilarious TikTok video. Now, that tells me that people knew then. Uh, it says that he, uh, he, along with his wife and children, decided to orchestrate the prank there you go. on loved ones to see who actually cared about the 45-year-old man. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Now that you told me these TikTokers, they don't, he doesn't care who cares about him. He cares about making money and getting views. Uh, how about this loser? He had one of his children 
go to social media to write a tribute to her father. Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? Then he did a fake funeral. What a jerk, Jerry. Yeah, I, you know what? This I thought this was funny when I saw the headline, yeah. as I told you about it. I never had a chance to read the story. Now that yeah. you're reading it to me, I think it's disgusting. A freaking TikToker. They got people crying here. Now I hope no one goes to his real funeral. Well, why would you? You already went once. You already went once? You got to go again? He could be faking it. Keep my card. <laughs> Keep the sympathy card. Reopen right. it when he dies. What if he went out and got a sympathy card? What if he went out and had to buy a sport jacket That's and slacks? Terrible. To wear it to the wake. God, did you see the, the director at, uh, at ESPN died? He was 42 years old. I did see that. That is did horrendous. Did they say what the cause of death was? I don't know, Al. I didn't see. I just, I saw a lot of them were giving him tributes yesterday. And I, I saw it online. I just, it's heart 42. Yeah, Come I click on. on those stories now when I see someone... If I see someone pass away in their in their fifties or younger, yeah, I click on it to see how similar am I to this person, and am I going to die soon? Also, yeah, really makes you think. I, I try to look for things where people have a disease, where I go, okay, I don't have that disease. But when someone just dies, it's scary. And they go as hell, cause of death, not sure. He was forty two. Forty two, right? Or there is no cause of death. Yeah, he died peacefully. What? Peacefully, yeah, of natural causes. Oh my god! You're like what? Yeah, no, it's scary stuff. It really let me, is. Let me bring you this story, Jerry, and this was presented to me by one Eddie Scazzeri. Wow, okay. He sent me this story actually last week or a week and a half ago, and I, you know, sometimes you start going through re- your email. Of course. It's like you want to clear out email, and you go, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. This was a story from a magazine or a, a website called Live Science, but I did uh, Google the story, and it came up in a number of different sources. Uh, researchers have uh, discovered that primates, of which, you know, monkeys are primates, Mm -hmm. that primates have been masturbating for 40 million years. This goes back to a trait that goes back to the ancestor of all monkeys and apes. All right, so 40 million years. Yeah. (laughs) They've been on this earth for 40 million years? I I guess some sort of primate has, yeah. But But when was the... When was the ice age? Technically, we're still in an ice age, they say, because we did, the Earth is still has ice okay. covered in ice. When it killed everything, or when did the asteroid? Hit? When did the asteroids hit the Earth? Good question. When I did the no dinosaurs idea. roam? I don't know, but this is forty million years. When did the ancestor of all monkeys. All right, so dinosaurs went extinct. Oh, sixty-five million years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was a little sixty. You know what's amazing about that? 65 million years ago is when dinosaurs went extinct, and yet they still find remains. 65 million-year-old bones. God darn it. That's amazing. The article continues here, LiveScience.com, Jerry. Masturbation occurs in a wide variety of animals, from rodents to reptiles. But Imagine this- seeing a rat on the, on the sidewalk of Manhattan masturbating one morning. <laughs> That's probably the only thing we haven't seen so yeah. far. <laughs> Oh, I saw a masturbating rat. <laughs> Were you aroused, Al? <laughs> it says... Uh, but I didn't a, answer the question. <laughs> it's especially... Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's especially common among primates, and even more so in primates in captivity. So monkeys that we put in cages and zoos, they are whacking it all day long. But what do you think prisoners are doing? You're right. Whacking it all day long as I well. Would, I would... I, I don't know what all day long. I would like to do a study on that. 
how long have prisoners been masturbating? Oh, you want to get a special pass into a prison? <laughs> I do sh- not. Go do some interviewing? No. We'll get you at Rikers Island next week? No, no, no. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I it mean, says, I don't know uh, what to say. The scientific theories, Jerry, they can't explain why wild primates masturbate or why primates masturbate when there are willing primate partners all around. Why don't you ask some guys around here? <laughs> <laughs> Because they're not always willing. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, It's very interesting, Jerry. It says, uh, let me see, let me get some more information for you about this. Because there was, there's another one that says uh, monkeys in Indonesia use rocks as sex toys. And I actually have a picture here of a monkey. Thank God I thought you were going to say a a rock sex toy. (laughs) No, I have a picture of a monkey. It's a still photo with a putting a rock on his genitals. Mm-hmm. Did you frame it? <laughs> Jerry, this won't go in my living room. I have mostly Bruce Springsteen items on the but wall. The best part is, though, you live alone. If you wanted to, yeah. you could. I could put up uh, pictures of monkeys. You could put pl- pictures of naked women if you wanted yeah. to. Right. Like penthouse centerfolds. Yes. If you wanted to. If I wanted to, who's You'd have stopping to take them me? down when your girlfriend came over. Yeah. But for the most part. Who's stopping no me? No one's living with you. No one. Well. I'd put up whatever I want, Jerry. I don't have to run that by anybody. No, you don't. No, you don't. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is big news. Well, it I is... don't know why that's surprising, though. Well, it's always, that is a weird thing. Like, for what reason do we do that? Because sex is to, to uh, create babies to keep the species going in its most primitive form yes yeah but it's become more of fun Hmm. i think in this day and age would you not agree with that i would agree with that yeah they also said though like in this article that for the primates and maybe for us as well jerry that the masturbation could help clear out low-quality sperm before mating so that the high-quality sperm, the newest sperm that was made, is passed to the female. So perhaps instinctually they did it prior to engaging with the female. Like, let me get rid of this old sperm. Did it say female primates were masturbating as well? It did say this. I wonder if they got the womanizer. It's a good question. Masturbation was also more common in species with a high load of sexually transmitted infections. You didn't just say a high load, did you? I did. That's the scientific (laughs) data here. Yep. They do say that, that, uh, you know, that the sperm that's sitting in your testicles, the old sperm, is not as powerful if you're Mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant. And these monkeys are trying to get all these other monkeys pregnant. And you've studied this. Well, they've studied. I'm reading about it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. About the old sperm. Yeah. And it says female masturbation among the monkey primates uh, creates a more hospital environment for the sperm, which would boost the odds of conception. Mm-hmm. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter, your comments. I wonder if there were alien sightings uh, 40 million years ago and the primates were ruling the earth. And they're like, look at this. I'm sorry, I'm whacking off. I can't look at your spaceships. Either that or that freaked them out and they went back to their planets. <laughs> right. I don't know what's going on with these things down here. <laughs> now, it does see you say here, Jerry, that the team of scientists hopes to gather more data on masturbation in primates, particularly females. Can I ask a serious question? Yes. 
how would they honestly know what happened 40 million years ago? Right. That's a great question. Yeah. Or are we just theorizing? That is a good question, Jerry. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's not any video that was left over from 40 million years ago. There is no video of that, Which, again, goes to show how incredibly new everything still is. We think about when they took pictures in the 1700s. That's so long ago. You're you're sitting here reading a story about 40 million years ago. 40 million years ago. Before there were humans. Yeah. That the primates knew to get rid of their old non-swimming so is sperm. that the so is that the the theory is i know this sounds horribly stupid mm-hmm. but i am what i am so humans didn't start walking the earth till when that i don't know you're gonna google that wait thank god for google man when did humans walk the earth yeah absolutely the first human on earth is wow i'm confused the first human ancestors appeared between five and seven million years ago. Is that right? But well, they weren't like cool like us. They're like they were like kind of like Cro-Magnon man. Well, I mean, this is again, this is the New York Times yes. saying they were ape-like creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Man. You got to look at that evolutionary chart where man crawls out of the sea and then like man crawls out of the well, sea. And then like, I've we were, seen that chart. We were really hunched over, and then yeah. slowly we stand up straight. And so I'm what are we going to be in a million? What are we going to look like in a million years? I don't know. They the we have wings. Well, we're going to fly. The theory is we are the space aliens. That's the future us when we when thin, no muscles, bald. Right, meaning there aren't space aliens yet. Probably there might be. Probably not. By the way, how's that search going in Vegas for the alien? Yeah, that <laughs> it probably took off. Unbelievable. Jerry. That unbelievably realistic 911 call that we played. Oh, uh, yeah, there's an alien in my backyard. <laughs> it's like eight feet tall. <laughs> All right, we'll send the cop car over. So it says Neanderthals started mm-hmm. migrating out of Africa into Europe 70,000 years ago. Oh, really? So yeah. we're only 70,000 years old. Yeah, so I guess human-like 7 million years ago and Neanderthal-like 70,000 years ago and modern humans. Mm-hmm. Wow. So... Between fifteen and fifty thousand years ago, anybody remember them? I don't. <laughs> How important was their life? Nothing. Exactly. Time just keeps on going. You know, this reminds me. You talk about the um, primates and monkeys masturbating. How sometimes, like a dog, will hump a stuffed animal, or your leg. Oh, leg! I've seen. I've never yeah. seen a stuffed animal. Oh yeah, I've seen dogs like yeah. try to have sexual relations with a stuffed animal. Have you ever seen a dog with an erection? Yeah, well, the, the, where the... Yeah, no, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I, I never have. I always had female dogs growing up. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen the dogs with the, the pink uh, lipstick, they call it, sticking out of its sheen. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it comes is. out of the, the fur wiener. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've just... Yeah. Eesh. That's it why I'm weird. I was curious. And I do not dogs. like it. There's some dogs in my neighborhood with balls still. Yeah, I know. Yeah. See that a lot, actually. Yes. Yeah. That's what they, I think that's what the song from ACDC is about. <laughs> <laughs> People with pit bulls love to keep their balls. You got to cut the balls off a pit bull. Otherwise, they're very aggressive. I suppose. You you know about pit bulls. Yeah. Hmm. I used to really hate pit bulls. Uh, you really? Yeah. I'm but aware. I've, I've grown soft on them. Yeah, well. 
Like yeah. anything, if you get it from birth and you raise it, they're probably great dogs. Great dogs. I had a good experience with one adorable pit mm-hmm. bull. And now I see pit bulls on the, I really thought when I was getting my dog, like when I saw a pit bull, I was going to like head for the hills. And you're good. I don't head for the hills. Yeah. Plus, whimsy could outrun it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me, I'll be attacked. You're in trouble. You'd be like chicken meat. <laughs> Although I do get concerned sometimes when someone's walking a pit bull and they see us coming and they go the other direction. I'm like, hmm, this this is something Tells you that knows. they're worried about the dog being yeah, aggressive. Yeah, they're right. worried about the dog. I agree. That or they're true. worried about the dog reacting to your dog. Yeah. Because you never know with dogs nope. what, their, what their story they is. They can't talk to you. As no. much as we think that we can... I'm sure we can get a feel for them, but they can't talk to you. They're like little babies. You yeah. don't know what they're trying to say. They try to look like I see people try to look at like what the the dog's tail is doing. Right, right, right. But sometimes when the tail is straight up and wagging, to me that's like, oh, they're happy. But they're like, oh no, if it's straight up, it means something. Like, oh, I don't. Great. How do I know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a dog owner anymore. Yeah. Haven't been in over 25 years. You're a cat person now. Yeah. Do yeah. your cats masturbate? Not that I've ever seen. Not that you've seen. Both of them are fixed. All right. So I, but I don't know. Yeah, my dog also fixed. I have not seen it. The only thing my dog, the only thing my cats do is they run laps at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I mean sprint laps around the house. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know what they do. They sleep a lot. My dog does lick her butt a lot. I think most dogs do. Yeah. They clean themselves. Yeah. You they, ever give her a bath? I take her to get a bath. Like once a month. Yeah. Because they clip her nails and yep. everything too. Keep her fresh. Yeah. She smells so nice when she gets back from the bath. Yeah, I remember. And they do they still give them the bandana? Yes. I always love that. <laughs> a doggy bandana. I actually still have, I think it's at my parents' house, but I still have the bandana. When I was a kid, we had a mutt that my parents got from the pound. And she was great. She really became my dog as I got older. And she died in, I was with Kim already. So it was probably like 94, I want to say she died. I still have her bandana. Is that right? Yep. Her last bandana that she got for her last haircut. Isn't that something? You know, growing up, my parents never would have paid for a dog to get a bath. Like, they would just... I don't think my dad would have either. It was my mom that did it. Yeah. They would just take, a, like, a, a kid's bath. A hose? <laughs> yeah, in the backyard. Down a, they'd pick a nice day when it was hot yeah. out. Shampoo the dog up out yeah. there. Yeah. I know Kim's. I know Kim's parents, for a while, before I was with her... They would, I mean, they treated their dogs like children. Yeah. And they would give the dogs baths in the bath in the house. Oh, yeah. We tried that a couple yeah. times. And, and apparently the dog loved it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because when the dogs get out and shake. Well, that's You get all of your bathroom walls. I was looking at the Brady Bunch. What was the dog's name? Uh, Oliver was the new kid when yeah. the show wasn't the show anymore. What yeah. was the? I don't remember the dog's name. Um, Tiger? Tiger, yep. It was Tiger. There you go. That was it. Look at that. It's a good memory, Jerry. Yeah, for some things. Don't ask me about last night's Met game. Right, that we'll forget about. Good God. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. We'll be back here tomorrow on a Thursday. You love a Thursday. I do. Thursday's probably my favorite day of the week. Thursday's awesome. Yeah, anticipation of the weekend. Love Thursday. We'll uh, hit you at the 5 a.m. with the Mets uh, Yankees from tonight. So. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Wait, I think he's still going. Hey, what do you say we do this? 502, it's Wednesday, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? And Al Drew Dukes, how are we doing, man? Good morning, Jerry. I am fed up with the Mets. You should be. They're terrible. I mean, they just, they've got leads in every game. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool when you make $40 million a year and you can't get out of the fourth inning, huh? I mean, they were up 5-1. Give his check back, honestly. They're up 4-1 twice against the Braves. They're they were up 5-1 five, one last night. 5-1 against the Yankees. Max Scherzer sucks. Yeah, I know. I don't think Evan was harsh enough. What did he call him? I pieces don't remember. of poop? Probably something like pieces Mercenary of crap, Mercenary pieces of crap. Mercenary yeah. pieces of crap. Like, like, all kidding aside, give that paycheck to charity last night. Yes. That was, you didn't earn nothing. Good point, Jerry. Here's what he should do. Divide up whatever he's making a year, $40 billion. So divide that up between starts. And when you suck like you did last night, you donate that part to like a homeless shelter. I'm not even saying you got to win. Can you give him six innings of four-run ball? I mean, good Lord. 3.1 innings, Jerry? It was awful. Seven hits, six earned runs. Yeah, he was terrible. And it was interesting because, you know, the Mets go up early. You get the home run, and you look, it's 4-1. Like, oh, look at this. Okay. And then I'm thinking, uh, well, they've had these leads before. Then they tack on. Now, could have been more. They only ended up with one run. They had the bases loaded, one out. They only get the one run in. But they do tack on a run. And you're like, all right, 5-1. They're up four runs. Can Scherzer at least look a little bit like Scherzer? And then as quick as you say that, nothing. I mean, just not. He uh, gives up the immediate home run to Giancarlo, who seems to love hitting home runs at City Field. Yes, he does. I just uh, think he hit like 900 home runs there. So, career high, Jerry. 
He's hitting home runs in City Field. He's hitting home runs off Max Scherzer. I mean, the 5-1 Mets leading. Then the Yankees take a 6-5 lead, but the Mets are not dead, Jerry. They come back and tie it at 6. You know why? Why is that? Guillaume. Guillaume. It was interesting in that spot. Aaron Boone goes out to talk to Severino. And I'm thinking to him, man, he's got, he's got one more out to at least. And I know wins, losses don't mean a whole hell of a lot. But when you're an out away from being the pitcher of record for a win, and it's Gourmet coming up, I, I was with Aaron Boone. I thought he kind of settled in a little bit. Nah, let him try and get out of the inning. Two pitches later. Yep. Serves it to left field, base hit, run scores, and we're tied at six. So you give the Yankees credit for coming back the way they did. You give the Mets credit for coming back in that spot. But then that was it. And then, yeah, so so Scherzer gets, uh, leaves in the uh, fourth inning. And this is a case where I want him to be the losing pitcher. Yeah. I hate that he doesn't get the loss for yeah. this game. Right, because he, he gave up only six of the seven And runs. they tied the game when he yeah. was out, and yeah. so then it's He's a new game. He's the loser, Jerry. He is the loser. His, his ERA, I heard Gary talking about this after he left the game. His ERA went from, I forget what, maybe 3.7 to like 4.5. That's how bad last night was. What do we do? Designate him for assignment? <laughs> you're not. No, DFA, figure it out. DFA his ass, Jerry. No, you're not doing that. You got to figure it out. Why not? Because they owe him $40 million. That's why. Guaranteed. Sue him. You can't sue him. That's not the way it works. Oh, you can sue him. Breach a contract. You can. Guess what's going to happen? What? You're still going to owe him the money, and you're going to have legal fees. I need a lawyer, Salino and Barnes, to take this case. I think one he of the, owes the mm, Mets money. I think one of those guys passed away. Well, then we'll take the other one, Jerry. <laughs> then we just need one. Because if you put this evidence in front of a jury, you put this evidence, Jerry, in front of a jury. This tape from last night, the tape from the the, the tape from Atlanta last year, tape, tape, tape. This jury is going to go. The jury's going to go. I see evidence on this tape. Give the Mets their money back. As we always say. When you suck, the owner's stuck paying you. Yes. You're never stuck having to pay back for no. poor performances. Nope. It's really, it's terrible. It really is. Very terrible, Jerry. So they've paid now two guys an exorbitant amount of money, and they've literally nothing to show for it. Nope. Nothing. Got a big fat zero. Absolutely nothing. Like Even if you had two, think about this. Even if they both were 20-game winners, you'd basically be paying them $2 million a win. Right. And they're not. And, and then how, close. how about the stat, too? The Mets, when their starting pitcher goes six innings, they're virtually unbeatable. Every other game they lose. And they basically lose every other game. So even every a starter game. that goes five, not good enough. Yeah. They're going to lose in the game. So we just call those games as soon as the starter goes out. Ball game uh, over. You, the Mets lose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much at that point right now. That's how bad it is. And then, you know what's funny? You know how I love a good highlight package, Jerry? I Yes, I've heard. I love the highlight package, but I'm not just a highlight package guy, Jerry. I get the highlight package. I look at the box. I read stories. At least a few paragraphs, yeah. A few paragraphs, and absolutely. Do you know that the highlight package, the extensive highlight package on did MLB... Did not have the Drew Smith thing in it. It had the Drew Smith oh, it thing did. in okay. it. It did not have the Brandon Nimmo. Really? play in center field where he misjudged the, the ball and led to the Yankees yeah. game winning run. Yeah. The Not in the run. highlight package. Yeah, that's a bad job. Very bad job. Because that's a any you got a couple of things here that were really big plays in the game. That was uh, you know you had the Mets with the bases loaded one out and Lindor and Marte do nothing. And that I mean those are two things that you know the box score might not tell you if you just glance Correct. at it. 
And that yeah, the bases loaded you mentioned, bottom of the eighth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the game's right there in front of you. You got your but that's the type of season he's having. Bases Nothing. loaded, Lindor strikeout. It's really weird how really good players turn into not average, but poor hitter. Like, you know, Carlos Correa right now is batting two twelve in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't understand how things like this happen to players. I, I really don't. I don't know if the money affects them, the expectation affects them, the fans affect them. That's not a case saying Carlos Correa can't handle New York. He's in Minneapolis, where I think they care a hell of a lot more about the Vikings than they do the Twins. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a Twin City. Don't know. We'll get that Twin City. The Twin cap, Cities, like Jerry. Their, like their hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been brutal in Minnesota. And Lindor here, aside from, he was good last year, but the first year and now this year, just it's not even average. It's terrible. Like you would, if this was a kid, now Volpe's different because they have a big upside with him and they think he's got a big future, so you're going to give him a lot of time. But anybody that's hitting 212, 213 in the middle of the season, you're going down to the minors unless you've got a monster contract and you're a veteran. Like that's how to, bad it is. Then you get to stick around and suck it up. Pretty much. Bring everybody down. Yeah. Now, again, he plays a great shortstop. I don't want to discount that. But he can't. He's just he's a lousy offensive player right now. This Correa, tell Afella, and Lindor. Both of them. Both I was talking about Lindor stink. specifically there. But, yeah, yeah, both of them have not been good. Yeah, I don't know what we do about the Mets pitching situation. I really don't. Like, what do you do with Nothing. These guys? You keep running them out there every five days. There's nothing you can do about it. Can we pretend? Well, I was going to say, can we pretend he has an injury? But he he's already, like, missed starts and come back. So that that's not going to help. No, he's got to go out and pitch and pitch well and earn his money. That's what he's got to do. And if not, and there's still time to fix this, if not, and I don't think he will, if not, this becomes one of the worst signings. And Verlander, too, if he doesn't straighten things out. These will be two of the worst signings that the franchise ever had because of the money attached to it. Why do we always get bad signings? Jason Bay. Well, no, a lot of teams do. A lot of teams have bad signings. It's not It's not just the Mets. It's just we – it's magnified here. Yeah. But a lot of teams have had terrible signings. This whole free agency thing stinks. That's what Steve Cohen was talking about the other day when he was I saying agree with him. he's got to build this team from the farm system because when you get these big free agents, maybe when they switch teams they just – like, are out of their comfort zone. All right, so how about, know. how about switching teams? All right. Last night, the Padres beat the Guardians. Gary Sanchez, a three-run homer. <laughs> Last night, the Giants beat the Cardinals 11-3. Michael Conforto went four for six with three RBIs. Nice. Last night, the Orioles beat the Blue Jays 11-6. Aaron Hicks was two for four with a home run. Last night, the Phillies beat the Rays 15-3. Zach Wheeler, six innings of one run, two-hit ball. And the A's beat the... Well, then no one cares about that. That's just a Major League Baseball note. But yeah, I actually wrote down a whole bunch of where are they nows Mm -hmm. from last night. (laughs) Yeah, where are they now? Doing well for other teams. (laughs) They are. Yeah, they are, actually. It is funny. Unbelievable. But, but, But there have been terrible signings all over baseball. Yeah. It's not unique just to the Mets. Yankees, too. I'm looking at all my notes from this game, Jerry, and I'm trying to see, like, what was the... Max Scherzer was the biggest problem. Max you're up Scherzer five one, problem. and you're a Hall of Fame pitcher at home, win the game, or for God's sakes, pitch six innings and leave with a lead. What was the second worst? The bases loaded, bottom of the eighth, strikeout by Lindor. I mean, it's either that or the Nimmo misplay. The Nimmo misplay, right? But I think if you're looking at it, see, I give Nimmo a pass because I feel like he's been the one consistent. Yes player who has performed at the level of his contract. He got the big contract. I think he's done a really nice job this year. He made a mistake. I can live with it. 
Lindor is, is constant this year. Big spots gives you nothing. And then Marte, who you kind of felt like he was coming out of it a little bit, gives you nothing. So those are probably the two things, Scherzer and then the Lindor-Marte scenario in the eighth inning. And then what is going on with the sticky I don't stuff? know. This I is don't stupid. Know. I don't so know. Drew it's Smith stupid. comes out to pitch. He doesn't throw one pitch. Said he had nothing on his hand, and the umpire said stickiest hand he's felt all season. Yeah, which is now the go-to thing that umpires say. This is the stickiest thing I've ever felt in my life. Stickier than Gorilla Glue. I don't know. And they throw him out of the game. Yeah, he didn't even throw a pitch. You're out. I'll tell you another. And thing. now he's going to be suspended. Oh, uh, yeah, ten games. Well, it's an automatic <laughs> suspension, ten games. Correct. Yeah, I liked how he had uh, Drew Smith when he came out, and they were saying his hands were sticky. He he went to his Mets teammates and said, "Touch my hands." Yeah, do you feel anything? They're not sticky at all. You know, it's funny you mentioned the relief pitching. Yeah. So when I got home, I, I was we were at baseball practice. I got home just in time to see the fourth inning meltdown by Scherzer. And then I'm looking at the next three relievers as I'm watching the game. Mike, you want to talk about who the hell are these guys? Leon, Josh Walker. Never heard of him. Well, he pitched, uh, he got an out last night. Third of an inning, gave up a couple of hits too. Brigham. Brigham Young. I mean, and then Curtis I've seen a little bit this year. But I'm like, Leon, Walker, and Brigham. Yeah, don't know who those guys are. Who are these guys? Don't know. But it goes to show, trying to figure out a bullpen, you just sign everybody and see what sticks. Right. See what sticks? Drew Smith's hands sticks, Jerry. A good, now, a good, a good. On the flip side, give mm-hmm. the Yankees a lot of credit. Down 5-1 in a blink. This is a team that yeah. hasn't played well. They're lacking star power because Judge isn't there. Even, uh, what's his name? It's uh, Harrison Bader hasn't played. They did a good job. You get the home run from Stanton. You get the fight back to take the lead. You know what? And lost in this for some, probably not for Yankee fans, is uh, Luis Severino got got hit around again. Yeah, it was not good. Third straight start, I believe this is. He is really struggling. Yeah. Now, the difference was their bullpen held it. I mean, they did a – after you get the the Guillaume base hit to left that scores the run, the bullpen comes in and basically shuts it down the rest of the game. I mean, they went – four and a third, gave them that – aside from that bases loaded situation, give me another spot where – you felt like the game was really in danger. Never. No, they did really well. I mean, barely give up any hits. So, good win. Horrible night for the Mets. A, because they lost to the Yankees. B, because of the way they lost. C, because they were at home. And as bad of a loss as it was for the Mets, a good win for the Yankees. So, now they'll see if they can sweep it. If they, they got Garrett Cole tonight. Verlander was terrible last time he pitched, and Cole is Cole. So, the smart money would be on the Yankees to get the uh, city field sweep. Absolutely. And as we, uh, you and Sal talked about yesterday during the program, and I felt this way too, I felt like we were going to get a, eh, Yankees will win one, Mets will win one, and we'll f- there'll be no feeling for this. And there still might not be. But it's feeling like a sweep. But right now it feels like the Yankees are going to dominate them tonight. Yeah, because it feels like the Mets have no confidence either right now. Now, here's what I would say. How do you get to Cole, and when do you get to Cole? Early and often, Jerry. Right, so there's a very good chance that Verlander will pitch with a lead. Can he get this game into the seventh inning? Seventh? I don't no. know if he can get to the fourth inning. I'm hoping for the fifth inning. Well, I'm saying the seventh because when the Met starters go a, a full six, they are, I think they're 30 and one or something. Like, it's ridiculous how good they are. Their record is when their starting pitchers go six innings. Who could get an early home run off Cole? Brandon Nimmo? Yeah, well, like he did last night, of course. Nimmo, Nimmo could. yesterday. How about Lindor comes up and smacks no. one out in the first He's inning? He's not going to do that. Why not? How about Tommy Pham? 
Oh, I like Tommy Pham. I know you do. We didn't have a great night last night, but we like Tommy Pham. How about Jeff McNeil? He was decent last night offensively. You've got guys that can do it. They just don't do it. I feel like Nimmo, even though he did hit a home run last night, that error, I don't know if they even scored you think that mentally, error. No, I actually Mental, scored it a hit. Mentally, he's going to get another home run tonight. You might be right. He owes them one, and he knows it. What do you think is the biggest lead the Mets can have that they'll blow tonight? <laughs> I think the Mets have a 3-1 lead that they blow tonight. All right. So this is going to be very reminiscent of the Braves games. <laughs> it is. Is what you're what you're thinking. That's what I'm feeling. I tell you, it's hard to argue with you. I really mean. hard. And I will say, too, while I felt no buzz for this game going in, and not even, like, not even during the course of the day, I didn't. When I got on the field with Joseph's baseball team, the kids were talking about it. Really? Yeah. So, like, I couldn't wait to get home and put it on. So, the buzz came much later in the day. I'm talking, like, 630. Um, and by the time I got home at 8, I was into watching it. and So, it it was there, but it took a while to get there. And I like this kind of game, kind of the back and forth. Yeah, it was fun offensively. Of offense, yeah. They were but talking I- about that. Was it? I was back and forth on the TV broadcast. I forget which one it was. I think it was O'Neal, actually that said this is the type of game the fans really enjoy. Yes. And then an inning later, I flip back to SNY, and this was funny. Gary Kia, Gary goes, is it me or does it sound like it's a 42,000-person funeral home or library? That's what he said because it got really quiet. And then the camera pans to these three people in the shot, all three of them on their phones. <laughs> Heads never look up during the pitches. It was, it was sad and funny all at the same time. I love seeing that on uh, w- when they show a replay of a home run. And you know that when they they show a close up of the batter swinging, sure, and that you could see the fans and the and they're never looking up. Yeah. And I'm like, you're missing a home run. You missed a big play in the game, which is what you're here for. To and then see home runs, and then you see it in slow motion. Their yeah. heads come up and yeah. their mouths. Oh, <laughs> I missed. It. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh. All right, five eighteen. We're just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo back from their uh, golf event yesterday. They'll handle the morning starting at six on the fan. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Nice to have you with us. It's Wednesday. I saw Billy Jockalone here. That always tells me midweek. Here we go. Okay. It's always very exciting. Uh, Yankees beat the Mets. Mets blew a 5-1 lead. 
if you were under a rock and just waking up. Well, I tell you, what a day for Sal, huh? Sat in here with me, spent the day in New York, went to SNY, went home, did a show all night, and now finally going to sleep. My goodness. That sounds tough. And a big Mets loss. And a, and a Mets loss. Correct. I see that uh, last night R.A. Dickey was in the house, yes, as they, they say, Jerry. Gelbs interviewed him. Yeah, so he was there. This is so funny. I like, feel like how far we've come in pitching in just a short period of time. Sure. He was there to be honored uh, for his accomplishments in June of 2012, Jerry. Wow, how many straight scoreless innings did he have? Well, he was there two straight, one hit, complete I remember games. that. Against Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Yeah, I remember that. That was the year he won the uh, NL Cy Young. Cy Young, yeah. How about... That feels so far away now. So, I don't remember how old he is. I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be in his... Just Google it. 40s, I would guess. 50s, I don't even know. He told Gelbs... Yeah? He plays men's basketball in a men's basketball league three days a week. He's 48. Isn't that great? To the hoop. Three days a week. Hmm. He probably drives to the bucket too. He probably he ain't shooting three pointers. I remember he had that issue with his wife, where he came clean about not being faithful. R. A. Dickey did. Yeah, I think. So. I don't. I Am don't I wrong about that? that? I do not remember that. Uh-oh. Oh, that's boy. not good. If, if, right now, R. A. Dickey's wife is like, "What? <laughs> you got some explaining? Hold to on do. a second. Hold on a second. I have to. Maybe I don't I'll... think that was him. You don't think so? No. Hmm. R.A. Dickey was known for, like, saving somebody in the Mississippi I River. I know. Oh, it, no, here it is. R.A. Dickey cheating scandal. Dickey! Yes. <laughs> he he reveals Dickey. his dark past of um, being a cheater. And this is sexual abuse, actually. All righty. R.A. Dickey! Wow. I knew there was something. So it's it's a little different than what I said. But, yes. I just I feel like I remember him apologizing to his wife publicly. I apologize. Yeah, I could be wrong. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, this was some this was some serious stuff actually. So, oh, maybe that's what it was. He never told his wife about the abuse and felt ashamed. He was abused. Yes. Yeah. Now I remember. Oh, okay. That's yes. right. So he, I remember he was that not now. unfaithful. He did not abuse anybody. Right. No, he, he was, was the, the victim. one. Right. And, and dealt with it his and, whole life. And oh, felt like yes. he wasn't honest and truthful with his wife. That I remember. That's now. what it was. Right. And speaking of his fitness, you remember as a, an active Met, he climbed uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. I, I do remember that. I absolutely remember that. Yep. Man, look at R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey is he's an athletic specimen. Love R.A. Dickey. Through the knuckleball. I sang all those R.A. Dickey songs. And I, I was a fan, Jerry. I know you are. I know you are. This is a little strange. Uh, he was a bright light during a dark Mets period. Correct. Is that fair? Yes. That's like very he was fair. fun. You actually wanted to watch him every five days. Right. And, and throwing knuckleballs was cool to watch because the days when the knuckleball was on, forget yes. it. it was unhittable. Thing was dead. Dicky, 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 can't you see? Your knuckleball will hypnotize me. <laughs> yeah. Him and uh, and Bartolo Colon. I enjoyed yeah. watching Bartolo Colon. When, I know the Mets went to the world. Colon was on that team, yes? 15? Yeah, I think so. Either either way, when Colon was pitching, you wanted to watch. Yes. Dicky's balls have got it going on. <laughs> I mean, that was a prolific uh, R.A. Dickey singer. <laughs> so funny. Here's an interesting uh, one from last night as well, uh, Jerry. Oswaldo Cabrera, he's on the Yankees. He wears his grandmother's tooth on a necklace during the Subway Series last night. He said his mom told him he should do it. 
I was unable to find out if his grandmother is in fact passed away or if she's alive and he wears her tooth on his necklace. Did you actually research this? I, 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 well, I read one article. And it didn't say in the article? It didn't say whether the grandmother's passed away and he's wearing her tooth or did her tooth just fall out last week and he's like, no, grab that and put that on a necklace. <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty cool, though. <laughs> I, don't I saw know. the necklace. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Oswaldo Cabrera? Yeah. I'd love for you to wear my tooth around your neck, Jerry. I am not wearing your tooth. If I tooth pass, though. Around my neck. Not if while I'm still alive. That would be weird. Oh, but man. Once I pass away, you'd be well, like. Well, I, I would say, wouldn't every story say his late grandmother? I would think so. And it, it doesn't say that. No, it just says so her his tooth grandmother. just fell out. Yeah, I don't know. And then he's uh, like, let me put that around my neck. That's a great question. How about this? When I die, I would like to be cremated. But I want my teeth taken out first, and I'm not make necklaces for all you guys here. <laughs> Why don't you tell your sisters that? All right. Well, this or is on your record. Nieces and nephews. This is on record right now. I will tell you this is, and this isn't the story you read for sure, because this was on some weird website. Yeah. Even this does not say if she is still with us. It kind of alludes to the fact that she is, mm-hmm. but it does not say if she's passed. Where are your grandmother's, your alive grandmother's tooth right around and the necklace? It's going to help you. Maybe I get a couple tooth necklaces for your sons. Where they play baseball. I'd love to see uh, the Reco boys wearing a now tooth tooth necklace. Yeah, I, just to inspire them when they play. I think I'm gonna probably pass on that. Huh. Did it now? Let me ask. Did it look like the the shark teeth Turk Wendell? Uh, Turk Wendell used no, to wear. This no. was like uh, the like a baby actual. Tooth? T- no, I think it was I like a real this. tooth, and it was wrapped like in like a a gold uh, band to lock it into the necklace. Okay. Pretty wild stuff. I, it's definitely different. I saw Rick Pitino throughout the first pitch last night. And who else? Who? Donovan Mitchell. Oh, I saw he caught it. Yeah, but Donovan Mitchell is there for the first pitch. Oh, he was My there for the first is, pitch. My point is this guy wants to be in New York yes. so bad. And I know he's a Met. I get it. I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah. But my, you talk about a guy that should have been here. And I know he didn't play well against the Knicks. I get it. But he's still a damn good player. Man, he loves it here. Quick question, Jerry. Should Rick Pitino have started that game last night instead of yes, Max Scherzer? Yes, he might have done better than Max Scherzer. That's what I think. Pitino's a young 70, or however old he is. <laughs> oh I think God. he could have started that game. Would have thrown off the Yankees' timing for sure. Well, that's a new theory we do have. What's that? I mean, at the youth level, we've been hard thrower, soft, horse, soft tosser, hard thrower. Change him up. Change yes. it up. Yes. You're, I like that. Imagine. Your starter that throws throws hard and has the all the breaking ball stuff, but the fastballs, he gets a couple times through the order until you start to see a little crack. Then once he's done, you go to the soft tosser one time through. That's it, because once they're on him, they're on him. And then you go back to the hard thrower. Could the Mets have legally signed Rick Pitino for a day and then had him start as a pitcher? Why not? That's what I don't wonder. Is that possible? Well, he's a free agent. So are you. Oh, let's get they could have signed you. <laughs> 53-year-old Al Dukes <laughs> coming. This uh, is going to do a quick uh, bullpen start. Or really, what do they call that? Do they call it a bullpen A relief start? pitcher. Relief a start? bullpen start? No, or you mean that? a bullpen day? Bullpen day, yeah. Where, like, I, I'll take the first couple opener. of hitters. Oh, an opener. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Opener. I take the mound as an opener, and they bring in somebody with some heat after me. As long as they don't hit a line drive 110 miles an hour right back at you. Uh, that might go through you. Correct, Jerry. Correct. That would be freaky. I did see prior to the game, I guess, uh, Hal Steinbrenner uh, had a, quite an extensive interview in the, I believe it was the New York Post, or maybe that's where I just read the article about it. But uh, he was talking about, they said he, he finally was like calling out some players. 
He said there are several of our veterans who need to step up. Well, yeah. Especially with Judge gone. Why is it? But that's, you know, it's nice to hear, but what he said is not surprising. One of the guys he actually called out was DJ LeMahieu, who? Homered. Homered. Well, so there's a, there's a guy who I don't, he's not been a bust. That's not fair. He's been, he's been okay. When they signed DJ LeMahieu, they signed a batting champion that thought that was going to come in and hit 330. Yes. And do what the Yankees weren't doing. The Yankees were thought of to be a home runner bust type of offense, and they were looking for a guy that hit for average, got on base, and that's what he was in Colorado. So I don't know what he's batting, 250, something like that. But he is far off what they thought they were signing. Not a bust. I'm not going there, but not what they thought. And the other guy that was being referenced was Giancarlo. Yeah. And what did he do last night, Jerry? Homered. Homered. Yeah. So uh, Hal Steinberger should call out a couple other players by name and see if they turn it on tonight. How about Luis Severino? (laughs) Well, he's not pitching now. Let him close the game tonight. (laughs) Call him out, then let him close the game. Or call him out before he throws the next game. Yes. Yes, that's what you got to do. I don't think he's calling out. out. I don't think he's calling out Garrett Cole. No. Don't no need to. And I did. I fell asleep. I didn't see the ninth inning. But Michael King, nine pitches. Michael I mean, King, were, Jerry. Were the Mets breathing in the ninth inning? <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to go God. home. Holy cow. They just wanted to shut it down. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's always maddening. It doesn't matter if you like the team or you don't like the team, but when you watch a game and you see a team that's scoring runs at will early and then all of a sudden can't get a guy to third base. <laughs> It's well, that's like, weird. Like, that happens in football sometimes. Like, a team will go up 21 nothing at the half, and then they don't score. And then they're shut out in the second half, yes. Look at I'm this, Jerry. We're you, both wearing shirts from homage. Oh, this Older. One. Older shirts. Older shirts from homage. Homage. Well, this is a... Dan and Carteret got me this shirt. Yeah. these are. This is a cool company. They have retro baseball shirts. Nice. Look at that. And wrestling shirts. <laughs> Whatever works for you. And, and football stuff, too. Do they have a Superfly Snooker shirt? They don't. Randy Macho Man Savage? Yes. Elizabeth? No, uh, I think they do. Homage like H O M A G E. Yeah, I could check it out. They have an Andre the Giant shirt also. I got to get one of those. You don't have one? No, I don't have that one. Hmm. I got to get me one of those, Jerry. That's uh, that's your problem, Jerry. When we come back. I got a uh, a story that's good news for the Jets. Good news for the Jets. How a about good that? news for the Jets story. All right, sounds good. We'll do yeah. that on the other side, and then coming up at six, you know their names. His name is Boomer Esaias, and the other guy is Greg Giannotti. Boomer and Gio on the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, you see the Beatles are coming out with a new song. You know, I did see something about this. Yeah, they're using artificial intelligence to get John's voice. One, one new track coming out this year, and that will be the final final song. The final release of the Beatles. I did not know Love Me Do Pete Best was on drums. I did not know that either. I knew he was I knew he was kicked out of the band early. I did not know he was on one of their hits. I did not either. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? I saw something on video yesterday, Jerry, that 
I'm wondering if we still got any men out there. Uh-oh. What is this? You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I don't know what you're saying. Like, I'm not the manliest man out there. I'm close, but not the manliest man. Noted. But I saw something yesterday in the middle of the day that I was like, are these two kidding me? Shannon Sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I thought was one of the manliest men on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Muscular, in shape, just a Met NFL uh, yeah. Hall of Famer. He's done. His goodbye to Skip Bayless was You've helped me grow more than you ever know. <sighs> okay, this is not easy for me either. <laughs> <laughs> what? These two, are these two dating? You know what's so funny about this? And I think back to when Chris left. Yeah. And then called into Mike and cried through that conversation. <laughs> and they're throwing bouquets at one another. These two yesterday were basically making out on television. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if it was so good and you love each other so much, yeah. why couldn't you make it work? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or are we crying and sighing and feeling this way because they can't stand each other and it's over? Right, and they're like, let's just peacefully part ways. I don't know. I don't know. The, because I remember that phone call, and I'm sure well, Eddie's not there. I'm sure I think Eddie was in the control room when it happened. And, I mean, dog couldn't. It was unbelievable so what listening ha- to him I don't cry. recall this. So he, he, so he left, and once everything got settled, Mike came on at 1 o'clock, opened the show. Remember, that show was 1 to 620. Oh, my gosh. He comes on at 1 o'clock, and he comes on with Russo on the phone. And gave him, like, a chance to say goodbye to the fans, which was awesome. It really was. I remember sitting. I got home from wherever I was, and I sat in the driveway listening to it because I was like, man. I mean, I had worked with them, you know, all of that for years at that point, for 10, 11 years at that point. And he just sobbed, for lack of a better (laughs) term, going through all the good times they had, bringing up his dad, calling in from New Mexico, and, and all the... It was unbelievable. And I remember thinking... Well, why couldn't you make the why why? Yeah, then you why guys you could have done this forever. Yeah. And then Shannon Sharp yesterday goes, When you lay your head on the pillow at yeah. night, just know I gave you everything I had. Is let's see, is that in this one? I'm here because of you. You've allowed me to share the stage with you. You've allowed me to share the platform. I'm gonna cry in the car, but I'm not gonna mm. cry now. Oh yes, you will. The opportunity that you gave me to become what I became. I'm forever indebted to you. I'll never forget what you did. All right, no. So it must be later on, which yeah. I didn't get to clip yet. <laughs> yeah, I did hear it, though. Give you everything I had. And then the two of them. <sighs> Shut up. Oh, my gosh. It was so cringeworthy. Like, was I was in my house by myself watching that going, oh, this is giving me chills it was in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got some good news for the New York Jets, Jerry. It's already great news. We've got Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. That's number one terrific news. Terrific, terrific. You would say probably the biggest uh, opponent for the Jets in the AFC East is probably the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And uh, there's something going on with the Buffalo Bills and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And it seems very mysterious. So much so, Jerry, I had to read. Three articles. Wow, three articles. I read three different articles that came out throughout the day yesterday because it was a little confusing. First, there was uh, Stefan Diggs didn't show up to camp, mandatory camp. Then it was like, oh, yes, he did. He was here. No, he wasn't. Okay, then it was he was here, but he left. Mm -hmm. 
All right. And Sean McDermott said he was, quote, very concerned. Then Josh Allen said, internally, we're working on some things not Mm football-related. This does not sound good. No. Then there was word that there's a problem between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Right. There's a problem between Stephon Diggs and the team and them not getting him the football. And that he wants to play for a winner and feels the Bills took a step back last year. Well, they did. This that is, feels they did. This is great news for the Jets. We got a little turmoil, Jerry. And he also signed a book deal. Just throw me the damn ball. <laughs> that I can't wait for. <laughs> so what is going on over there? Uh, turmoil. That's what's going on there. So he and Stefan Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, I guess, don't get along. Or at least not getting along. Not getting along. Because then Josh Allen was even saying some things like, uh, you know, I I probably could have done better to get more out of Stefan Diggs. It's getting weird. Uh, then, getting very weird. Then Stefan Diggs took to Instagram. And I got to tell you, I have no idea what he's talking like, I couldn't even read it to you. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's saying. It's very confusing to me. So I, I thought when I saw that article... Oh, Stefan Diggs takes to Instagram to try to clear things up. I was like, okay. I read it. I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'll give you, I was going to save this, but since you brought it up, I'll just give you one clip All right. um, from Alan talking about what you were discussing about them working through the problems that they are having. Oh, I know internally we're, we're working on some things, um, not football related, but you know, Steph, he's my guy. I, I excuse me, I love him. He's, he's <laughs> a brother of mine. You know, this does not work what we're doing here without him. You know, we, we we wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us, and that's that's not the case. But I've got his back no matter what. We'll see. We shall see. I love this. The Jets add Aaron Rodgers. The Bills losing Stephon Diggs. Love it. There's. I'll give you one other one from. So from that, the fact that the uh, you know the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers to the oh, Jets. Yeah. So Justin Jones is a Bears defensive tackle, and uh, he was asked, you know, no Rodgers on the Packers. You know, what does that mean? I wish he played one more year with the Green Bay. Honestly, uh, <clears throat> we went up there and uh, we played a we played a pretty good game, you know. But uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously, and uh, they won. But their fans are really <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to go back up there and I wanted to play them and I wanted to beat them and I wanted him to be there so you can see it. <laughs> and then the best part is, so he says, "Biddy" with a couple of different other letters in the beginning. The best part of this to me, though, is the reporter who then. Uh, decides to jump in. Oh, did I not put it in here? Oh, I didn't put that in. The reporter asked the question. Oh, I've never had to ask this before, but what do you mean by bitty? (laughs) (laughs) It really is actually very funny. So I'll have to get that. I thought I had it, but I don't have it. I thought you were going to play a clip of a Bears player being happy that Aaron Rodgers is no longer No, he wants him there. Here was the question from the reporter. This is a follow-up question I never thought I'd ask. In which ways are they It was very funny. No, he wants him there because he feels like the rivalry is turning over. Okay. And he feels like it's swaying in the Bears' direction now. And he wants to go jam it in Rodgers' face, yeah, but Rodgers is jam, gone. Jam it in Aaron Rodgers' face. So that's not going to happen. All right. So so be it. Uh, take a quick break. You got sure. time for we'll one go more. A quick break, then I, that will give you a, we'll have a little bit. And then I want Eddie to tell you about uh, Mad Dog Russo. Okay. When he a cried crying on the phone. mad dog. Got it. Uh, when he called Mike. All right, quick break. We'll come right back. And then we'll get the uh, one other story, then Boomer and Gio. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the Oakland A's and their fans. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got a couple more minutes. Boomer and Geo standing by for a Wednesday program. I know you had one final big story. What was that? You like what's going on with the Oakland A's, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, yes. I think it's neat that they're doing what the fans are doing, what they're doing. The yeah. problem is you're way too late to make a difference. And I saw the the bill was passed in Vegas or the the stadium plan was passed in Vegas. Yeah. It's over. Well, they've won a seven straight, I believe. Right? Seven in a row. The A's. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, they're doing a reverse boycott. And where the Rays the last two nights they beat. They beat the Rays. Yeah. They beat the Rays. I might start rooting for the Oakland A's as my American League team. They Jerry. had twenty. Go, you go for it. They had twenty-eight thousand fans there last night, and it still is cavernous because it's still at the end of the day, it's still a stadium, and they still keep yeah. the upper deck completely tarped. It's a cavernous, correct? But it's still twenty-eight thousand. Whereas, <laughs> remember, they were getting three thousand yeah. fans right just earlier this year. Yes. Now they're and, like, let's go out. And you were asking about last night. They sell out crowded City Field, forty-two thousand. Oh, is that right? Yep. As we knew, we looked for the tickets. We did know that. But it is neat what they're doing. It's just it's a little too little too late in that dump of a stadium. I don't know anything about hockey, Jerry. I'll be straight up with you. You're kidding me. Lest you think I know a lot about hockey, but I saw the Rangers are hiring. You covered the Lightning back in the day. That's true. Like You were in the Lightning locker room. Every night. And you were at games. Every night, yeah. Do you know what a two-line pass used to be? Nope. For real? No idea. When you were what? No idea. If I ask you to tell me what icing is. I use icing I know. Okay. But a two line pass? I know they don't have that anymore. I used to but. just stick my microphone in Terry Crisp's face, <laughs> the head coach. And that was it. <laughs> and that was and it. Send clips. But did you watch the game when you were there? Yeah, well, yeah, I still never and you could never figure picked it up out. on that stuff. No, never picked up on it. Wow. You would think after all those games, something would have Sunk in. Yes, you would. Th- could you have described offside? WFAN, WFAN nope. FM, <laughs> WFAN FM HD One, New York. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.